Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the TKO Podcast. And you know what I'm going to say, right? If you're not following us on Twitter, what are you doing? <laughs> Follow us. Bye bye, Delano. Two H's, Chelsea on the G, and the TKO Podcast. Also, Godhead Media, which is how we get to do this. So, follow us, keep updated, talk some shit to us, all of you about. What is up? Okay, so we have to cover two cars. We have to cover 250, and then we have to cover UFC Vegas 2. Which, that name really irks me. That's so lazy. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess. I get it, but, like, I hate it at the same time. Or why couldn't they do, like, UFC Vegas, then UFC Apex, then UFC Mm -hmm. something else? Like, just try a little, Dana. Just variation. (laughs) Give me something. Jesus. So lazy. We're just, just, we're just nitpicking. We're just yeah. nitpicking. But <laughs> but we hate we hate Dana over here, so we can't give him too much credit. Never mind. Also, he's been pissing me off anyway. So who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Actually, the two fifty was not bad at all. Oh, it wasn't bad. Oh, wait. Before we start, I just wanted to shout out a uh, um a show uh that comes from Ad of Threadhead Media. Face off. Um, it's Ray and Kristen. They actually their show is awesome. So if you haven't checked that out at Threadhead Media, definitely do so because it's an awesome show. It has like an awesome concept. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Again, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> Listen, Threadhead is pumping out amazing content. So if you're not keeping up, what are you doing? What are you doing? And listen, we're entertaining, but, like, you have to see everybody else. It's really awesome stuff that's coming out of there. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Also, um, buy our mic. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely purchase the merch. Okay, but $250. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking shit about 250, and 250 ended up being a really fun card. So, suck it, guys. Yeah, I thought that card was great from, like, literally the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. So, what are you gonna do? Also, Cody Garbrandt, killing ha- killing killing Hamelis <laughs> on What?! Okay, wait. I was like, I have... this is disrespectful. But at the same okay. time. So much to say. Because. Anyway. Do they kind of... <laughs> so I'm so. Okay. Because everybody's now like back on the Garbrandt train. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. But wasn't Rafael Asuncao. Wasn't he on everybody's fall from glory list that we did like in our beginning episodes? Yeah. So. I, I believe he was. And it's true, too. Like, come on. I think because it was so, like, emphatic, people were like, wow. But at the same time, I don't see Cody Garbrandt doing that to anyone else in the division. The way he left himself open and swung, Mm -hmm. like, 
it was just, yeah. I, I think if anybody had, if Hafe was better with his hands or faster, I should say, mm-hmm. um, that would have been, Cody would have been the one eating the canvas. Yeah. And really, Rafael landed first. He just didn't land accurately, which, <laughs> oh boy. But it could have been night-night for Cody Garbrandt. That not probably was great, though, but, like, imagine. He just, Cody didn't show me anything different, you know what I mean? Like, he still plotted for it, he still did the same thing, still sort of dropped his hands. And it's always the guys who don't have great chins that drop their hands and give me anxiety, but... Lucas Rockhold. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, Herbert Burns looked great against Evan Dunham. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Clark also looked really good. Um, he, that face, though, that face blew up. Poor Devin Clark. Yeah, it did. That was pretty rough. His, yeah. Also, we got a leg kick finish, which was great. Loved that. Alex Perez versus Juicio Formiga. I don't really remember much of that fight either. Me either. Though. So it's like, hmm. A lot of these fights I should actually go back and watch because they were like pretty entertaining and I just sort of, meh. Um, I slept through Maki Patola versus Charles Bird. I am totally really me. trying to remember if, like, if I paid attention to this and I probably did not. Also, I, I don't remember say, that one. Yeah, I don't remember that one either. Um, but because th- I think I was more focused on Cody and Kelleher that was coming after. Brian um, Kelleher, oh, idiot. Mm-mm-mm. He is. I cannot even fathom somebody so ridiculous. I mean, I can. I can fathom. I, mean, I could probably name twenty more people that are more ridiculous. But <laughs> the. Like, I just cannot stand this man. I really can't. It, he irks my whole soul. And he's still, he's still talking shit about Sean O'Malley. Give it up. I, when I, when I tell you I cannot, I literally mean I cannot. I cannot. I can't. Just shut up, dude. Just, just stop. But anyway, don't remember that fight. Good for Cody. Statement he won. Yeah. Uh, next one, Ian Heinish versus Gerald Mearshart. Don't remember that one either. He knocked him out like, <laughs> in the first round, but all I remember is saying he looked like a movie villain, and then everybody agreeing, but me not knowing that he was actually a villain. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> I was like, girl, this dude was actually a drug lord. And you were like, he does look like one, doesn't he? And I'm like, girl, he actually was, though. Like, he was. And then, like, I watched the post-fight interview because I still wasn't clicking that you meant, like, in life. And I'm like, oh, he was, like, a villain in a movie? Like, I was like, oh, wow. And then I watched his post-fight interview. And his post-fight, he's like, yeah, I got nothing to do on, like, the overseas, like, prison or whatever. And I was like, Yo. <laughs> I cannot believe this dude get it. That was so funny. That was so funny. Oh my god. 
Oh, oh my god! And Juice was freaking encouraging me. He's like, "Yes, he does look like a villain," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Juice, we love Juice. He's funny. You should be watching this podcast. Not yeah. currently because you're watching this one, but you should be watching Fighting with Myself. You should be watching that. Or listening to it. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about, guys. <laughs> and if you follow me on the you know that. Uh, Alex Casares versus Chase Hooper was weird. Yeah. Uh, I just felt He is now my adopted little brother. I will fight you hoes for him. Um, he still looks like that one dude from Stranger Things. Yeah. We didn't learn anything new from that fight. Alex Casares is obviously a veteran and he fought like one. Um, but I think the ceiling is low. I think the ceiling is low for that dude. Like, he's not going anywhere after this. Chase Hooper still has time to grow, but Alex Casares is. Is Alex Casares ever going to be a champion? Uh, no, no. Let's be honest. No. <laughs> but it's no. also just like... Okay. I just... So many thoughts on this fight. Like, it's so funny that you called Alex Casares the veteran because that fight... Like, mind you, I'm talking from my couch and I don't give a shit. But, like, mm-hmm. That was like the sloppiest shit I've ever seen in my life. It was pretty wild. If I'm recalling I don't think either of them... I mean... I wouldn't watch it again, is what I'm saying. But, like, in terms of experience, you could definitely tell Alex Caceres has been around longer than Chase Hooper has. Oh, totally. Absolutely. But it just, like, when they first initially met in the center or whatever, I was just like, oh, it's gonna be one of those. Yeah. Oh, and it was a mess. That fight was a mess. Uh, Chase Hooper was really like indignant on Twitter afterwards. He's like, "I don't know if you lost money," and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's twenty years old." Yeah, I kind of feel bad for him. Same, but that's like I mean, kid. Yeah. Also, what do you guys get out of going online and like talking shit to fighters and being like, "I lost money on you"? Like, what what do you gain? I would like an actual answer on this. So feel free to DM. What do you get out of kicking a fighter when they're down? I don't freaking know. Yeah. We would love especially, to know. That especially saying something so dumb like, I lost money on you. Like, he could barely keep mm-hmm. his eyes open, probably, bro. Like, he doesn't care that you yeah. lost money. And I wouldn't either. I would tell you to go fuck yourself. But, like, Facebook yeah. is much nicer than me. Yeah. Anyway, then we had Sean and Eddie Wineland. Yes. I felt bad for Eddie Wineland. They really did that to him. I love Sean O'Malley. Like, a lot. I don't know if I feel the same way about his hair currently, but I like Sean O'Malley. And people are, like, turning on him on Twitter all of a sudden because he's confident in himself after... Knocking out Eddie. Like, and it was a gorgeous sequence. Too. It, so it's just like, guys, can we not? 
I don't understand the shitting on Sean O'Malley when he is, first of all, he was consistent when he was going. And then he had the two-year layoff that was not his fault. He got he broke his foot, right? I think he was off for a little bit, came back, mm-hmm. and then he got popped for fucking marijuana, which is so ridiculous, right? So I believe that's I what it was. I yeah. And then tainted supplements, which oh, they discovered yeah, were yeah, actually yeah, yeah. not of his own doing or whatever and he like sent it in yada 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 right I didn't tell so, very close. me either but i just know he was out for two years in those two years clearly it has benefited him like he literally came back and put a guy out in the first round like in like under two minutes i believe it was just under two minutes i don't know back i believe it, I just don't understand why people are so angry that he's so confident he's 12 and oh he literally is walking through whoever puts who's ever put in front of him and somebody who just yeah. recently did it um was it I don't know if it was Kelleher maybe I just can't stand this man but somebody like one of the fighters like retweeted him and wrote like padded record and I'm like that was Kelleher that was Kelleher you see <laughs> One like three bonuses in a row. Leave the man alone. Leave him alone. And the fight he won was fight in the night, but like when he broke his foot against, I believe, Andre Sukumtak. Yeah. <laughs> who showed some of the lowest fight IQ I think I've ever seen in my life. That was fight in the night. And he won that fight on a broken foot. Like, stop it. Knocked out anyone. I don't know. Is he supposed to be like, yeah, I'm all right? Or would you be in there being like, yeah, I'm fucking amazing? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Fans have this weird thing about fighters supposing, like, supposedly they should be, like, humble and, like, show all this sort of humility. But, like, I would think it takes a very specific kind of personality to be successful in fighting, especially in the UFC in this day and age. So... All you guys are really fucking weird. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand how when a fighter doesn't call somebody out, everybody loses their shit, and then they're like, oh, this is how you can't get to the top. And then, like, like Sean O'Malley is literally sitting there and telling you that he is not shocked because he could see it play out in his head, and it happens the way he plays it out in his head or whatever. Like, he's not mm-hmm. shocked when he knocks these people out because that's what he trains for, and he knows he's so good. Mm-hmm. So why are you so mad? I don't, I don't get why they get so mad suddenly when a fighter's like, hell yeah, I'm that good. I don't, I don't understand mm-hmm. it. It's really mind-boggling. And then they get on their soapbox and they preach about how the UFC handpicks these people's opponents, but it's like when they don't do that, when they don't do that, then it's the UFC doesn't know how to book people, and it's like, what do you want? Because they did it with Darren Till, and Darren fell flat on his face, and now he's sort of recovering from that, and everyone's like, the UFC should have booked him better, they fast-tracked him, yada, yada, yada. They're not doing the same thing with Sean O'Malley, and suddenly it's Sean's fault. Uh, and he's what yeah, you want? like isn't he just cracking the top 15 now yeah yeah 
He's 25 years old. People are acting like he's been around forever. Yeah, and I don't understand the big deal. It's not like he's cracking the top five immediately after beating Eddie Wineland. Like, he's literally just cracking the top 15. I don't think he's called for a title shot either. So, so. I don't know. People are acting like he's going to get a title shot next before Aljamain. But also at the same time, this is UFC, so they would probably pull some shit like that at some point. Tomorrow, I don't know. But I don't think that's happening, and I think everyone should just fucking relax. And it's so hilarious that even if it did happen, like, whose fault is that? Dana, because Dana wants yeah. it. Like, it's not a fighter's yeah. fault that he's been bumped and the the ranks have been like fucked with and moved around or whatever like that's Dana's doing and that's the bullshit that they do and what is Sean supposed to do turn it down right this like obviously like if hypothetical right and exactly this is not <laughs> hypothetical but like if you saw a hundred thousand dollars on the, if like somebody walked up to you and said you don't deserve this hundred thousand dollars but I'm gonna give it to you anyway you're gonna be like nah bro I'm good no, you're gonna take it, and that's yeah, comedy like, with these fighters. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you get one of them turning down fights, and you go, "Ooh, you laugh at you laugh at them, and you say that they're afraid." So it's like, what do you guys really want? Do you know? Do you know? No, no, no. By the way, we're not saying don't we don't know. do this. We do, but we're mm-hmm. allowed to talk shit about y'all. <laughs> Moving on. And I'll do it every day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Neil Magnus is Anthony Rocco Martin. Yeah. Ha! I beat you to it. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch that fight either. I don't watch anything Neil Magnus is involved in. I'm still on strike because he beat my boy Carlos Condit. So. Yeah. He's on a list. Boo. And no one is going to call him the Haitian sensation. Who's calling him the Haitian Haitian? Haitian sensation. Who is calling him that? See, there's always... Why did he have to do that? (laughs) What? It's so bad. So bad. That's so bad. Some of these names are terrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not going to get, like, a co-main on, like, a pay-per-view or anything like that, Neil Magny, but, like, imagine, like, <laughs> where does he think that's okay? Like, so- <laughs> <laughs> oh, the only person who calls him that is Bruce Buffer when he announces him. Oh, man. Even G, who we love, was like, I'm not doing that. Not calling him that. Mm-mm, nope. So, that's that. What a wild that's name. It. It's just yeah. a wild name to choose. <laughs> also, I can't say it consistently. Like, tell me to say it three times in a row, and I'll go tongue-tied. So, extra negative points on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we had Aljo and Corey. Sanhagen... Aljo. Good on him. I fucking love Aljo, okay? Also, that video that came out of that person was like, I'm glad to see Aljo out and about, like, from the pool, like, from across the way, <laughs> like, zoomed in on it. And Aljo was like, dude, just say hi next time. 
because this is creepy. I was like, I cannot. First of all, I can't imagine not freaking out upon seeing him to the point where he would notice me. And two, why would you video a moderately famous person and then post it on the internet like a complete stalker? What? Yeah, that that was my thing. You take a video of somebody, I mean, not somebody, that's just creepy on all different levels, but, like, you take a video of, like, a celebrity, like, every, like people do it, like, they see celebrities and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, crap, like, I'm just gonna take a picture or a video, whatever. But then to yeah. post it and be like, hey, I saw you today, that's kind of weird. Not only that, I was happy to see you out about just, like, your old friends <laughs> catching up. But this person didn't know they were being filmed. There's levels of creepy there that I am extremely uncomfortable with. There's levels to this. <laughs> <laughs> Those levels to the creepy. Oh man. Oh man. Could you imagine? Like you log on one day and someone had like is in your mentions being like, I saw you, filmed you no. without your consent. And posted no. it on on the interwebs. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. All right, then we moved on to the co-main. We had Rafael, Asuncao, and Cody. We kind of discussed that. I really, truly believe that Asuncao is on everybody's fall from glory list. I really think he was, like, the only one some people mentioned. So while the knockout was super, super entertaining and was just all around awesome, Cody still... First of all, needs to find a barber ASAP and needs to just <laughs> the hands, man. Buzz it off. <laughs> also, like, shave your head, bud. Shave it. Just get rid of it. Take a bull by the horns and just just do it. Do it before, like, your hair just quits on you. Because He looks like he rode a motorcycle to the arena. <laughs> With no helmet, and just like, like it was just like a <laughs> His hair is gonna doctor fill him soon, and just recede to the back of his neck. Poor guy. And like he could not be parted. Yeah. From that baseball cap, he put it on and was like, "Nope, I'm leaving this on. You're not gonna look at this hairline." But the front of the hat, well, the back of the hat just reveals the weakest part of his hairline. So like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, I made my comments about Cody and the fight itself, but again, I don't see him doing that to anyone else in the division. Nope. He really did need that window or else it would have been. I think he would have (laughs) cried. I like the beard though. He should keep the beard. I always vote yes for the beard. Yeah, beards on people are just it. So if you are contemplating a beard or thinking about shaving it off, don't do that. <laughs> Kairos. Like, who does that? Who shaves <laughs> their beard? I just, no. It's just wild. Leave your beards. Yeah, leave them alone. Oh, man. And then we get to the co-main event. Well, that was the co-main event. We get to the actual <laughs> main event. Amanda Nunez versus Felicia Spencer. Which, funnily, people were like, yeah, 
that that's a co-main event. Why is that a main event? Um, and Amanda Nunes did Amanda Nunes things and beat Felicia Spencer. Those scores were 50-44, I just want to say that we told everyone this broad should not be there. We said mm-hmm. it. I mean, I know a lot of people, another, a lot of other, other people did as well, but I, we literally spoke about it for so long about how that last win did not earn her to, like, mm-hmm. Amanda literally ate her, chewed her up, and spit her right back out. And then you have Joe Rogan talking about how she didn't die fighting Cyborg, a fight that she lost was somehow an indicator of her being able to, I don't know, withstand Amanda Nunes. Like, I mean, they said whatever they could to sell that fight and make Felicia Spencer look like a formidable opponent, but it only took a minute for us to be like, yeah, this is not going to go well. And it's just like, when will you learn that this woman does not have a formidable opponent? She is, Mm -mm. well, actually, Val, there, there could be a fight with the Val, but she is literally walking through every single person that you are putting in front of her. And not like, oh, like, yeah, it goes to decision, but like she is literally putting a hurting on these women. And she's gonna continue to do that. I mean, at the same time she's talking about retiring right now or taking a break because, you know, Nina's pregnant. So yeah. I don't know. Well, Will an opponent rise in the meantime? No, because at the same time, UFC doesn't seem to be putting any sort of effort into building 145. So, I don't know. We keep letting Holly Holm fight for titles. So, maybe we'll do Amanda Nunes versus Holly Holm again. And Holly Holm will get Holly Holm. But I'm not interested in seeing it. Honestly, I'm not interested in 145 at all, to be honest. Well, do you see who's calling for um, a title fight? Freaking Megan. Like, you literally know. Like, no. Holly Holm made you look so ridiculous. Holly Holm made her mm-hmm. look stupid. Like, it's just so... Were we there for that? Yes. Yeah, we were. She got Russell fucked for 15 minutes. Holly Holm. Holly Holm <laughs> wrestled you for 15 minutes. That's not right. a good look. And I'm going to say it again. Megan Anderson is just tall. Yeah, that's she's all tall. She and she's all tall. she keeps saying is like, watch, watch what I can do. And it's like, no, I don't want to watch your tall ass go back in there also, and just crumble. We've been watching. I'm still not impressed. I'm actually about I'm to turn the channel. Yeah, I'm not impressed at all. Yeah. That makes me an asshole. I'm just coming to the point where I'm not even going to defend my opinions on these people anymore. I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm not a fighter. You know this. We all know this. We're fans of the sport. But I have my opinion, and that's just what it is going to be. We've been waiting for Megan Anderson to do something for two years now, and nothing. Nothing has come of it. And I see, like, no... um. No progress. 
in mm-hmm. her either, I feel like. I see, like, no progress. Did she win? I think she won her last fight. Maybe that's why she's calling for it. Like, you won somebody that was brand new to the UFC. What are you talking about? She's just- her last two opponents don't have Wikipedia pages. So, there's that. And, like, obviously that's not, like, an indicator of, like, of talent, but these are new people. These are people that are at the beginning of their UFC careers who you're beating in a very, very new division. It's just, I don't, I I don't see where I'm supposed to get excited for Megan Anderson versus Amanda Nunes. I'll sleep through it. Oh, for sure. I promise. I'll sleep through it. <laughs> she got choked out by Felicia Spencer. She got choked out by Felicia Spencer, who we just saw get dominated. So, I don't know. I don't fucking know either. Anyway, all right, so we're going to move on to uh, UFC Vegas 2. Uh, how many people missed weight that? I think three people missed weight that Right, that card. The way um, people were talking about it, you'd bet it was the entire fucking card that was just off weight. But yeah. it was four catchweight fights. Mm. Four. Four catchweight fights. So. But I'm reading on Wikipedia that Jessica I, Carl Robertson, and Adeshev missed weight. Yeah. Um, Work with Drew and was replaced by Gustavo Lopez, and that bout was at 140. So I don't know if anyone missed weight in that one, but they just couldn't get down to whatever weight. I think it was, it was because 11. I think it was because he got that opponent on the one day's notice. Mm, so sense. they were like, okay, whatever. Um, Christian Aguilera. Hmm. I had so much fun that night with, with the Christine Aguilera gifts. You <laughs> <He> did. <laughs> also, the first three fights, the first three fights were so quick. Phenomenal. It was really good. Um, Tyson Nam. Oh my god. <laughs> what? what was that guy's that name? Adeshev? He was like stiff as a board. Dude, I was terrified. I was like, oh, he's dead. I think I literally like, said that. I was like, oh, he's yeah. gone. It was like a Jessica I flashback. Mm-hmm. That was so bad. Poor guy. Wild. Julia Avila, Avila um, and Gina mm-hmm. Mazzani. Julia Avila, I love her. I hope, I only want good Thanks. things for her. And I know I say that for a lot of people, but she A.O. poppied Paul Felder. Not a lot of people get to A.O. Poppy. <laughs> Paul Felder. And I dig it. Also, she has a voice of an angel. So, I love it. She also seems like the sweetest person. She gave Gina the business, but, like, she seemed really nice afterwards. Like, I would love to hang out with her. She's really Me too. Cool. Really Julia nice. Avila, let's get some drinks. For sure. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. And then Marab versus Gustavo Lopez. Marab is so fun, but 
that fight I wasn't paying attention to. Like, I mean, okay. I to eat. I think that's what I want to do. I want to go grab food during that fight. And then you had Maria Agapova? Agapova and Sad Ciphers. <laughs> Sad Ciphers. <laughs> She's Poor Hannah good. Ciphers. I... I dig her. Like I, I like her as a person. Yeah. She's not like she's not like a terrible human being, but she's not UFC ready and I don't know how she's still around. Is it I think it's because more so because I mean, who else is going who else is doing like these I guess who's ready for these fights? She's mm-hmm. probably just so ready. But girl, as a quick turnaround, but Jesus. Mm-hmm. Quick turn turnarounds for like Hannah Cyphers, but sometimes that's just sit it out, girl. Sit it out. And I think she's like a flyweight, and this fight was at flyweight, so I just didn't understand it. Maria, oh, yeah. Gary, she's yeah, she's precious. I, I, she, and she has, she's at ATT. Um, I feel like. She can do like big things. Give her time. She reminds me of Joanna. All over. Yep. Yeah. I think it's the accent too. They're not similar, but like she just has that attitude and then add the accent. And I'm like, you remind me of Joanna, you enjoy chick. Um and the light I think she's confident and I like it. Hair. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. She finished with a submission, so she impressed me. I thought she was fun too afterwards. Um, I think she made them run out, and I remember thinking it was a sensible call up. She had adopted. She told her out. So yeah. I think, yes, we'll do that. She had adopted, I think, would be coming off of a loss. TKO, I think it was, like a body kick or something. I think it was, nah. yeah, it was definitely a TKO or a KO. Who, who just put hurting on her? I swore somebody just hurt her bad. Yeah. So, let's see. Oh, no. She doesn't have any of the video page. And I have to do it. Sigh. Um, I do remember liking her on Tough. She was not annoying in a way that people tend to be on that show. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was confusing her for Sajar. Okay, my bad. Girl, is it comfortable? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Priscilla Cashwada. Priscilla just beat her. She yeah, was yeah, actually yeah. on a pre fight losing streak. So, listen. Listen, she's calling out the right people. She's like, oh, you're taking mm-hmm. L. I'm about to give you another one. Yeah. I respect it. Beat them. Beat them all up while you can. Uh, I mean, I guess that would be fun. I like watching girls beating each other up. I'm into it. Uh, but, yeah. Contender at 125? Maybe not. But it would be fun to pretend for a little bit. And at 125, a woman's flyweight, you can say anyone is a contender at this point. Yeah. 
Um, so then we had the Bantamweight, Jordan Espinosa and Mark De La Rosa. I think I paid attention to that for like one minute. And then I was like, anyway, okay. I paid enough attention to realize that Mark De La Rosa had Bumblebee tattooed on her back. What? Yeah. He has Bumblebee tattooed across his shoulders. And then <laughs> for like the next three fights until the co-main event, I got so fried that I fell asleep. Um, that's my life every night, but well <laughs> <done. laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know this card, guys. Okay, so Feely and Jordan was actually awesome. Feely's mm-hmm. tattoos, I will never not just... It's, he's so distracting, like... Why do you have ugly tattoos? Then that's all I'm looking at the whole time. I'm like, oh, ugly tattoo. And then I have to keep reminding myself that his teeth are missing. It's like I have such a job when Feely is fighting. Also, he says the N-word, so I'm not really big on Andre Feely. And he... I, I'm not going to say anything. But, yeah, no, he <laughs> does say the N-word, and I don't like that. <laughs> There's people that do that, and I... I'm not gonna get into that. Stop freaking doing that, freaking feely. Um, yeah, he's just very distracting as a fighter. But that was an overall really good fight. Jordan, he if he keeps like progressing, I feel like he. Uh, I don't think he'll be a contender, but he'll put on some entertaining fights for sure. Um, Charles I think we talked about this. We've talked about fighters who will. Well, we've talked about fighters who will be entertaining fighters, but people that we don't necessarily see being champions. Mm-hmm. And that is perfectly A-OK. Not everyone in the UFC has to be a champion. It becomes a problem when you pretend that everyone in the UFC is going to be a champion. That's when yes. it becomes a Yes, it's like life now, like, with t- parents and, like, teachers with these kids, it's like... They oh they remember to give in their homework, give them like a sticker, and if you or tell them good job, and if like you don't tell them good job, like then like and riot and you're like, crushing their future. Yeah, and it's like UFC is on their way to being the exact same way. Like oh you actually made weight, here's a belt. Oh you missed weight, here's another belt. Oh my god, I hate it so much. The participation trophies that we sort of hand out in life are really annoying. Um. But uh, that's how I feel about, like, interim belts, though, in the UFC. Like, everyone fucking has one. So it's like... Yeah! We should stop that. <sighs> but anyway, Charles Rotham versus Kevin Lee. And they're displaying <laughs> it. Like, okay, like, listen, I know it's like you you did a lot to get that, like, interim belt. But it's like, wouldn't the real belt mean more to display? Or, like, I don't know. I it's weird to me. It's uh, weird because yeah. Justin, Justin Gaethje flinging away the interim belt a couple of weeks back annoyed me. But at the same time, it's like, I hate interim belts. Yeah. It's just like the visual of him tossing away that shot annoyed me. Because, you know, yeah. I felt for Tony Ferguson. But, but there's like a, there's a gray area. Like, we should stop. With the participation of words that we sort of hand out to people, and then in our that are unnecessary, it's just 
there's no middle ground anywhere in the UFC. Everything is either hot or cold, hit or miss. It's kind of frustrating as a fan to watch it because it's just like, what are we doing next? Why are we doing this? This doesn't make sense. Oh, money, I guess. That's mm-hmm. cool. Whatever, man. I can't yeah. run a business. Me either. <laughs> the thought alone stresses me out. Alright, anyway, so then we moved on, and there was Colmaine. I didn't watch. I might have took a snooze. Yeah. But the problem is, Marvin Vittori is such a tool sometimes. I really can't, like, I don't know if I hate him, or, like, is he still young, or... I don't know what's my issue with him, but sometimes he's like a real tool, and I'm like, why? Do, why are you being like that? I mean, he's 26 years old. He's a grown ass man. I think the way he acted, I think the way that he acted in that hotel lobby was shameful, and it was really cheap that the UFC posted it and like used it as promo. I mean, it was pretty on the nose. It was on brand for the UFC, but I was like, really. Mm-hmm. This is what we want to display. You know, it was very much like, why? Why, why would you use this as promo? Um, he said some pretty distasteful things after as well that made me just go, hmm. Um, but in general, Marvin Vittori's face is what I dislike the most about him. His face bothers me. Okay, so with that, yeah, he made, like, a stupid comment, I believe. I don't know if he did it in the post-fight interview or if he did it, like, in the media room or something like that. Like, anything close to anything that Vittori says is just disgusting. Like, Mm -hmm. anything of that nature, saying something like that, comparing yourself, it's just really disgusting and, like, really distasteful. And I don't think a lot of people even know, like, what, like, um, what that, like, means to certain people or, like, how, like, saying things like that affects certain people. Just, like, stay away from fucking things like that. And if you don't know what he said, like, good for you. I'm glad you didn't have to be, like, exposed to his stupidity. Um... I don't know. He just, it's exact. That's where the tool part comes in. I'm like, mm-hmm. are you like, like this because like you're trying to get somewhere? Like you think being like a dick is going to get you further or are you really, do you just spew off at the mouth and you have like verbal diarrhea? I don't know. I, don't I think know. in 2020, if you're the big age of 20 plus, you know when something is inappropriate to say. Um, I'm over giving people a pass on being offensive. Like, I'm I'm not playing that game with people anymore. Like, you said what you said. Either you mean it, or you meant it when you said it. Either you still mean it now, or you grew from it. Like, there's no, there's no in between. So, he said what he said. It was gross. Um, since then, I believe he's apologized to the people he heard that it personally affected. So, I guess good for him. But you made that comment. In public, you should apologize in public. That's sort of my my stance on things in general. Even as small as, like, arguing with someone on Twitter. If you were grown enough to say it in front of other people and or publicly, you should be 
grown enough to apologize publicly. There's like that would there's be a new, cold day in there's, Yeah, there's a certain <laughs> amount of like, like there's there's accountability that needs to be taken when when you say things that you say that are harmful to other people. You need to there's there's just like you you can't just decide how you're going to apologize is going to be different from how you offended people. Yeah, and I just even it's like. Uh, if he didn't mean to be harmful, whatever, like, you don't use that to, com- like, to compare, like, how not good you are at something, or, like, it's just so, it was just so stupid, and, like, fuck him for that one. Like, I, I like, really, truly fuck him yeah. for that. Honestly, it made my skin crawl. Like, just, just those comparisons in general, they, they annoy me to the point where I'm, like, physically uncomfortable, because... I know it affects people. You know, it gets it gets to people. And I have certain situations in my family that it's like when people say things that are deeply personal, you're like, wow, you're a terrible person. But I do want to say he has apologized for it. Not to me, obviously, because I wasn't someone who was like, I'm nobody. Like, I don't know him. But, like, he apologized to people in that circle who he would have apologized to. So, I guess that's good, but, yeah. Um, So then we had the main event after that, and it was Calvillo and I, I, Miss Waits, and she said she was proud of herself, and she just says, another one, another one that's a fucking tool. Like, I don't understand. Just shut the fuck up. Every time Mm -hmm. she talks, her foot ends up so far up her ass that she can't find it for months after. So why she speaks on top of her, her, like, normal everyday life stupidity is really beyond me. I think she's someone who tries to be relatable and it just doesn't work. Like, she's someone who I think needs approval from others, like, deeply. She wants people to like her and it just, it comes through. She wants to be seen as, like, a badass, a hard-ass, and it just, she feels just eh, like an eh person to be around. And I do know she has like a background that's not great, but a lot of us do. That doesn't mean we're insufferable human beings. And Jessica is just insufferable. She's awful, actually. Like she annoys me deeply. But also people who are like really big dicks about fighters missing weight also annoy me. Like you're not cutting weight. Why does it affect you so deeply that someone missed weight? And she didn't even miss weight by a lot. She missed by a quarter pound. So I was just like, guys. So we we know. Yeah. I'm like, guys, are we going to burn her at the stake for that? But her saying she was proud of herself was kind of like, huh? What? More stupidity. And, um... I also just, besides the fight, I mean, I knew Calvillo was going to win that. Just to me, it was not interesting to me, so I really didn't pay attention. Sorry for them. Um, I did give them the ratings, though, so you're welcome. Um, Jojo uh, Jojo Calderwood and Jessica, I got into a back and forth. And then, like, it was so funny. I can't even remember who tweeted it, but somebody was like, how do you 
come in overweight, you get beat by Calvillo, and then get 50-44 by Jojo Calderwood, the sweetest woman. <laughs> um, and that was really funny. She really was. I don't know how that even, like, occurred to... How that, believe, even, how that back and forth occurred, but... I believe she picked a fight. I mean, Jojo commented about the weight. Um, I think Jojo and, said she held the curtain. Yeah, which, old wrestling trick, we all know about it. Um, but it was later revealed that Jojo was, in fact, right. So... Jessica sort of picked a fight. She not really bowed it because apparently JoJo confronted her while they were at the PI and Jessica had nothing to say. So then she took to Twitter, I guess, weeks later, months, whatever have you. And they had, like, their back and forth. And JoJo came out on top. JoJo is, like, the sweetest person on the planet for, like, for someone to, like, get into a back and forth with her is beyond me. Um, in the fight itself, Cynthia Calvio did Cynthia Calvio things. Um, and then after the fight, she said that, like, apparently Jessica's manager or coach texted her team and was like, yeah, Jessica's going to miss by a specific number. I don't remember what it was. I but think like, it was three it, pounds. Yeah. She was supposed to come in over weight, and Cynthia was, like, sweet about it, apparently. Not sweet, but she was like, okay, whatever. Do you. And then... I guess I lied about it, tried to make it, like, it was cool, Cynthia was kind of like, go fuck yourself, and then Jessica lost, so, I just, it was, Jessica I is always involved in weird things, and then she had, like, that video where she was talking shit about Sajara Eubanks, who would, I think, whoop her ass, it's just all very ridiculous. She just, like, put herself in the middle of, like, the worst circle, and then, like, mm -hmm. this shit kept happening to Jessica I. This was, like, an awful <laughs> weekend for Jessica I. So. It really was. It was a terrible time for her. Did they? Did she? Oh, my God, she did. They took away a percentage of her purse, I think. Imagine oh, that. I would hope so, no? That yeah. happens to everyone else. Yeah, the thing is, like, you cheat, and you still... Don't win. Like, imagine cheating and losing and then not making the same amount of money. Sucks to suck. Stop wolfing. <laughs> My God. So, um, so many times over the weekend, I wanted to die. <laughs> I know, and then people kept, like, tweeting it, and I was like, y'all, <laughs> stop, like, condoning her stupidity. Um. So, for the past two weeks, um... Dana White has got, hey, John Jones and Jorge Masvidal and all these people are coming out against Dana and their pay and they're not fighting anymore. They're asking for their releases. And I mean, everybody knows these people deserve to get paid more. So that's that on that. Jorge Masvidal, though, his continued whining, that is not BMF behavior. I'm just going to throw that out there for hey. It's gotten really bad. It's so awful. And we've like been defending him, but it's gotten like really bad. He, and I know it's not him. It's his freaking manager. What's his name? Mm -hmm. Malky or whatever. Um, Who's a moron in his own right. He is such an idiot. The most ignorant 
idiot there is in the world, possibly. Which brings me to my theory. The way he, what he said about Mike Mm. Perry made me so mad. I don't know how, I think I sat there for like five minutes. Like, this is not, this is not a real thing. This isn't something that was said. He goes, Mike Perry can say the N-word as a white guy. That's not easy. What? He's changing the game. Yeah, that's what he said. He's changing the game. Because he could use the N word as a white man. I would love to punch that man in the face. <laughs> a switch throw punch for both of them. Mm-hmm. Also, Mike Perry's a creep. He says he's known his girlfriend who's like 23 years old. Mike Perry's pushing 30. And he's a creep. Mike Perry's a terrible person. I don't care if you like Mike Perry. Mike Perry's a terrible person. There. Yeah, like, what is he. And the, like, the shit that he said on the on um, what is going the state of the world right now that stupid ignorant ass comment he's like what did he say he was like I know things are happening in the world and whatever but I'm just trying to go to the beach mm-hmm. mm, privilege I wish we had it I wish we didn't have to worry about what was happening in the world but your black but, man jokes are so funny yeah Honestly, so, I'm tired. Fuck I'm you, Mike Perry. That's basically what we're going for. Big fuck you, Mike Perry. I'm tired. It must really be exhausting to like know him as a human being. Like how? How do you? I would just. I pray that everybody. Every time we went out, somebody would punch him unconscious. Yeah. He almost killed himself in the gym one time. I don't remember. Oh yeah. Was he fucking yes. killed himself. Yes! Look at idiot. <laughs> I can't take it. Uh, but anyway. Um, have you seen the stories of Joe Silva that are coming out? All these all oh my God, yes. have now become gossip girls. And they're the like chickens in the hand house. Like it's just like everybody's just like ah! Everybody's shitting on Joe Silva. I don't know what he did. I mean, I mean, now I know what he did, but I don't know what he did to like spark the outrage. I know what made everyone go. You know what? Fuck Joseph Silva, and like yeah. they like, <laughs> decided they were going to start talking about him. The only story that I actually read though was from Eddie Alvarez, who gets was paid so confusing. peanuts. Yeah, because he obviously doesn't know how threads work, but. I like <laughs> not only that, it. just like think about Eddie, like in general. Like I'm like, like as like I was reading it, I was like, boy, I know exactly. Like you're just like freaking tweeting away. You're not even rereading. You're just hitting send. Mm-hmm. So many words were missing. I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> the way he types is exactly how he talks. I don't remember what exactly he said about his wife, but he made it sound <gasps> like he his wife he and said, he was underage. Yeah. <laughs> You're 19 and he's like 40. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, I met her when she was like 19 or something like that. We were all like, hmm, <laughs> this is what you meant to type. But yeah, apparently Joseph was like a miserable short guy who's a dick to people. And when Eddie Alvarez won the title, he was like miserable about it. People who are like shitty about other people's success are awful human beings. Yeah. Like, 
how does it feel to be that soul-sucking of a human being in real life? And why are you like that, Joe? Why are you like that? What do you gain? People with power, I guess. I don't, I just, I, yeah, I really don't think he was like, he always gave me like these creepy ass vibes. I don't know why. He just, I was like, oh, this guy's like so creepy. He's like the short uncle. What? Is it because he's short? No, he just like, look, <laughs> like think about it, like his hair and his little mustache and he was like just there and I was like, this guy is so creepy. <laughs> and like now that these stories are coming out, I was like, aha. <laughs> See? Now I have a reason to find you even creepier. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of creeps. In like the last couple weeks with like all the protests and stuff. A lot of fighters is, have been, like, revealing themselves to be trash bags. But Tito Ortiz tweeted <laughs> the most ridiculous hashtag I think I've ever seen someone tweet. Like, and I wasn't even shocked that he held this opinion. I was just kind of like, wow, no one is friends with this man. No one's going to be like, yeah, you shouldn't tweet that. He tweeted, black lives don't matter. Oh. <sighs> People like that don't deserve, like, rights. <laughs> it's so, like, imagine, like, typing that with, like, your whole chest. And, like, he's willing to die on that, on that hill and, like, on that sword. Like, it's so stupid. All that bleach from his platinum blonde-ass hair must have <laughs> went to his brain. I saw a ton of people saying that, like... He was suddenly now he's talking about being a cop. Could you imagine? Dead. Could you fucking imagine? We did, and I don't even know where he lived. We're just dead. I think he's actually still in Huntington Beach, which apparently Chuck Liddell was out there being anti Black Lives Matter with everyone. That was interesting. The amount of videos that I have seen of white people getting their shit rocked has been ridiculous these past couple weeks. But it's distracting from the amount of times I've seen someone retweet a video of unarmed people dying. So I guess I'll take white people being dickheads. Same. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much our show for today. <laughs> Stop being a dick. Um, black lives still matter. Every day. They always will. They always do. They always have. I don't understand why people are so up and on. Whatever. We can't get into this, but um... Oh, wait. Black Backlash. Backlash. Have you, mm-hmm. Did you watch Backlash? No. Was it yesterday? No. Today's Tuesday. It was, on, <laughs> it was on Sunday. The only match I caught was actually Randy versus Edge. Okay. And, yes, Randy Orton has changed his tune. And um, he actually did an interview with somebody from CBS Sports, and he explains like his whole. Um, he used to be an all lives matter type person, and he's come to the realization that all lives can't matter until Black lives do. And it's I know Chelsea tweeted last night. She's so proud of him, and truly, I, like I wish it was that simple. Like it was so. 
good to read that. Like it gave me like a like some like hope for like the older generation. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's so sad that he had to think and like contemplate what he like what it was all about. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's really sad that like and listen, I applaud like good for him. I'm glad that he is finally realizing that every single person on this earth matters. But mm-hmm. um it's really sad that his first thought whenever it was, months ago or years ago, whenever um everybody started protesting in recent times and stuff like that, that his first thought was like <laughs> like black lives like what like I, it's so mind-boggling to me that people think like that and it's just like oh more people need to do what he did though like he's he took the time to reach like to research some things to talk to people and hear their other experiences and not shut them down and not be anecdotal and be like well i've interacted with it doesn't matter if your experience with police hasn't been great either, like that should speak to the bigger story that police brutality is a huge issue and it doesn't matter what you look like, but black men and women have faced it head on and lost time and time again and no one seems to have noticed or cared. So I think it's important that people change their mind on this topic, but I don't want to give anyone too much credit for for changing their tune either because it's like these are things that you should you should know that you should know that black lives matter you should know that all lives matter is not what you should respond with when someone goes black lives matter you know so again i'm proud of randy orton i'm proud that he changed his tune but it's like i don't want to give all these former lives matters people too much credit for not being shitty human beings I feel yeah. I I'm like literally the same way. Like mm-hmm. good on him, and I'm glad that um, he finally like opened his eyes. I'm gonna say, I guess. Um, but it's still really sad that it took this long because mm-hmm. I remember him arguing with people. Like I feel like it was like years ago. Um, yeah. A couple of years ago, I feel like he was doing all this stuff. But um, I like I. Like I said, like, I wish this could happen to everybody. Like, I wish what happened to Randy Orton happened with everybody that's still standing strong on their All Lives Matter stance. Mm-hmm. Um, but. And what uh, felt good about it was, like, feel, was like he explained it in a way that felt like he'd actually learned something. Like, yeah. he wasn't just hitting talking points and, you know, people tweeting what they were tweeting for, to be a part of the social media sort of. I need likes, clout chasing type deal. And that's what everyone with like the black squares and stuff were doing. And I was just like, this is not doing anything. Um, But of course, like the escapism of like sports and stuff has kept me afloat. But like, it's been really depressing these past couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, wait. The one thing I did want to bring up, um, Ron Perlman, he played... Clay Morrow on Sons of Anarchy. He mm-hmm. has been wiping the floor with every All Lives Matter Republican, 
man or woman that comes into his mansions. And if you don't follow him, follow Ron Perlman. Definitely do, because he is literally wiping the floor with these people. Like, he's literally making, like, the last Republican that replied to him, the mop, and, like, taking, like, literally taking out the trash and, like, cleaning house. It, he's amazing to, like, go... I love watching him go back and forth with all these people. Oh, fun announcement that I wanted to talk about. Chris yeah. White Omari Akhmadov. He's dead. <laughs> oh, man. I said it. I was like, every time Chris Weidman gets announced to fight, I get so anxious. And it's true. Like, just... Uh, and I think he's... What, he's back down at... I think they're fighting in middleweight. So, 185. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 205 didn't work out for him. So he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go back to middleweight. But... Both divisions are tough for him, man. And the only weight that he has a freaking chance is maybe 135. <laughs> and poor guy would have to cut off both arms and legs. Like 135. Poor guy. And I don't think he's one of those guys that has issues defensively. I just think his chin can't take punches. Like, I think he's one of those guys that I think are, like, truly shinny. Yeah. So, he worries me, man. It worries me. Uh, who else was announced? Um, Cater and... Danny Gay. Danny Gay. That's going to be so fun. Like, I don't know what this does for either fighter, but it is going to be so much fun to watch that fight. I mean, it's a good one for either of them, for them to be like, yeah, I beat that guy. But in, like, the grand scheme, I don't know what... Like, immediately, I don't know what the win does. Like, it would be a fight where in a couple of years you'd be like, yeah, so-and-so beat so-and-so and it was a good fight. You know, it's one of those. But, like, mm-hmm. after they win, I don't think there's any going to be, like, there's not going to be, like, a clear path for either of them after that fight. Um, but, and then after that, we had Till and Whitaker. Jeez. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Darren Till is going to lose, and he's going to lose bad. Yeah. Darren Till is hilarious on Twitter, but I think Robert Whitaker is going to beat him up. Me too. I'm, I'm, so I'm taking Whitaker on that. Like, I'm super hopeful that Whitaker is, like, back to normal and, like, ready to, like, take somebody's head off and just do what he does. But yeah. I'm really, like, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm happy he's gotten some, to take some time off. Like, dude's, like, the most wholesome man on the roster, I just want good things for Rob. So, I only, hope he Only good things. Yeah, only good things. <laughs> uh, then, what's an, uh, another one that was um, announced, or they agreed upon it? I think it was um, Korean Zombie and Brian Ortega. Finally, I hope the zombie takes Ortega's head off. Ortega's been out for, like, what, three years? <laughs> Since Max beat his ass. Yeah. I don't, how many years ago was that? I think it's been over like five or two days, yeah? <laughs> Just racing each other on the, you know, on a busy raid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's been what out since, I think that was two years ago. Oh my god, December 8th of 2018. Wild. Jesus Christ. Um, that's, that's a long time. Um, I mean, 
I support fighters who get beat up really bad taking time for their brain. He's not taking time for his brain. He's just get, acting more stupid when he's not in the cage. So put him in the damn cage so he could get his brain rattled again. And that's that. Also, he looks huge right now. I'm like, dude, how are you going to get back down to 145? Like, you look ginormous. All of them, all these fighters, they look huge right now. I'm like, how are you even going to attempt to make weight? You know what's funny? It's like they get ginormous and then they, like, cry about the weight cut. And I'm, like, not being... I'm not being a dick that supports weight cutting and, like, you should constantly make weight or whatever. But, like, why? Like, common sense tells you that you're going to have to, like, cut down to get to the weight that you're signing on to fight at. So, like, why blow up when you're out of fight camp? I don't, I don't get it. Someone explain that to it, it doesn't make sense. It's nonsensical. But yeah, I, I'm excited for that fight. I think Korean Zombie wins. Brian Ortega always looks good in instances where he can get the fight where he needs it to be, but he's not going to be able to do that against everyone, which we've, we've seen. So, yeah. It'll be interesting how that plays out. For sure. I'm excited. And now we're done. Coming fight. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm officially finished. <laughs>